Greetings to the denizens of podcast land. All you misfits and miscreants, welcome aboard. It is Friday night, November the 3rd, 2023. It is time for your latest rock and roll fix. The Fortress of Rock is live. I am the maestro Kevin Crane. As always, very, very glad to have you aboard for this little excursion, this extravaganza that we call the Fortress of Rock. We have got a jam-packed show for you this week, so let's get it started. And as always, we start off with news of the world, our tribute to the late, great Freddie Mercury and Queen, of course, Queen, out on tour right now, kicking ass, taking names with Adam Lambert. Let's start off with tour news. I don't know if you wanted them. I didn't want them. Because it screws up my whole deal with my love for Alter Bridge. But Creed is back officially now. Creed has announced a massive 2024 tour. I believe it's called the Summer of 99 Tour. Three Doors Down are involved. Uh, It's just no appeal to me whatsoever. Do I have a couple Creed albums? Yes, I do. Did I like some of their stuff, especially My Own Prison? Yes. But I've always said Higher is one of the worst rock songs of all time. And as much as I love, love Mark Tremonti, that guitar riff, that hook in Higher is the worst, ugliest guitar riff of all time. Not even close. Not even close. So if you want to go see Creed... Have at it. 40 North American dates running from July through September 2024. And again, it impacts me because that means Alter Bridge will not be active in 2024. Alter Bridge with the great Miles Kennedy as opposed to the troubled, mediocre Scott Stapp. Give me a break. Maybe Miles Kennedy will get a solo album out here. Maybe if GNR wraps things up, he can get back with the conspirators. I don't know. GNR looks like they're pretty much solidly booked for a while, so maybe we get another Miles Kennedy solo album. But again, this is how I'm looking at this whole Creed reunion. I don't care about Creed. I really don't care. It affects my love for Alter Bridge. It affects my man, Miles Kennedy, and what he's going to do here in the next year. Well, if you loved the sharp-dressed Simple Man Tour in 2023, you're getting more of it in 2024. 
Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top return to the road. Part two of the Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. 36 shows announced in 2024. First leg will be March and April. Blackstone Cherry will be the supporting act. And then August and September. This I kind of find interesting. The Outlaws will be the supporting act for Skinnerd and ZZ Top. So if you didn't get a chance to see this tandem... In 2023, get out there and see them in 2024. Also announced, we we mentioned the, the dates were coming. The official announcement was coming a few weeks back. Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, and Rancid. July through September 2024, North American Tour, 27 dates in big, massive stadiums. You guys know my feelings about Green Day. But let's talk about huge stadium shows in general. And when I say say huge stadium shows, I'm talking about football, baseball stadiums, It just sucks all the fun, for me at least, out of the show. Because I'm not plopping down thousands of dollars to watch a band to get as close as I can. If you want to experience the show on a video screen, then go ahead. You can probably get in for $150, sit in the upper nosebleed section, and watch everything on a video monitor. I don't want to do that. Have I done it? Yes. I've seen a couple shows over the last five years or so at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, and it was not the best experience in the world. This is why I go to smaller shows where I can actually see the performers. Indoor venues like basketball arenas, they're better. They're better. But now we've got this trend. The Foo Fighters are doing this as well in 2024, where it's the big, massive, maximize your profit, maximize your revenue stadiums. Uh Uh-uh, I ain't doing it. Not going to do it. I am not spending hundreds of dollars to watch a TV screen. I'm just not. If you want to, go ahead. Here's your latest opportunity with Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, and Rancid. Then finally, on our touring news slate, Donald Fagan's still under the weather. Of course, he is basically what's left of Steely Dan. Walter Becker has passed, unfortunately. And now Donald Fagan feeling the ill effects of something that's keeping him off the road here now for quite a while. Of course, you know, originally Steely Dan slated to open all of the Eagles shows on their farewell tour. Steve Miller had to jump in for a little bit. 
and now Tedeschi Trucks will take over for a little bit until Steely Dan, Donald Fagan can get back up. And, you know, we hope for the best. Hope he gets better. Hope Donald Fagan and Steely Dan can get back on the road with the Eagles. And by the way, the Eagles have added four more shows. Again, they're doing this very piecemeal. They're waiting to see demand. They're waiting to see, do we have to add more shows to certain cities? That's basically what they've done. They've added second shows to four cities on their farewell tour in 2024. There is your concert news for the week. How about the crime blotter? (laughs) How about that? Let's move on to lawsuits and crime. Now, I know I've told you guys somewhere in the past that I was a, a latecomer to really getting drawn in by the guess who. When I was younger, I just, I'd missed the boat on the Guess Who. They had kind of already peaked when I was just starting to get into music. Then, of course, here about a decade in the past, I rediscovered their music, started to really get back into that fantastic band. And like so many other bands, members have left broken the bands broken up in some instances members have died well the two key members of the guess who burton cummings and randy bachman are suing the current lineup of the guess who for get this false advertising basically cummings and bachman are saying this ain't the guess who kids And in some respects, can you blame them? Again, we see this time and time again with a lot of classic rock bands, even a lot of classic R&B bands, especially, where there's no original members left or key members, the, the most important members, as would be the case here with the Guess Who, are not in the band anymore. So can you really and truly call it, again, in this instance, the guess who? Be interested to see how this plays out. And as Aerosmith somehow tries to finish up their farewell tour, of course, we're getting delays in that because Steven Tyler very, very serious vocal issues. Well, he's got something else to worry about now because he has been accused of sexual assault by a second woman. If you remember, again, something we talked about here in the past on the Fortress of Rock, his autobiography mentioned the fact that he almost took a child bride Now that turned into a lawsuit, and now we've got another woman detailing fairly graphically 
how Steven Tyler assaulted her. It's a fine, fine line, kids. The rock and roll lifestyle. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. I am not judging. I am not going to take sides. I don't know the full story for either Steven Tyler or this, at the time, young woman. But sometimes it's a money grab. Sometimes it's you didn't know what you were getting into. Getting on the tour bus with four horny guys who had just finished up a two and a half hour adrenalized set in front of thousands of fans. Naivete, that that claim only goes so far. But in the eyes of the law, it might still hold up. If you care about Willie Nelson, I really don't. Overblown, dope-smoking hippie. CBS and Paramount Plus will air the concert celebration for his 90th birthday that happened earlier this year on December the 17th. Yippee skippy. Do we get another stupid Skechers ad from Willie too? Sorry, I've just never been a fan. Never been a fan. Now coming up in segment two, we're going to review the Rolling Stones brand new album, Hackney Diamonds. But is it their last album? It took them forever, forever to get Hackney Diamonds out. Now, a driving force behind Hackney Diamonds, of course, is producer Andrew Watt. Andrew Watt says there was more than enough leftover material from the sessions for Hackney Diamonds to get out another Stones album. I will hold off on further comment because we can talk more about it when I actually talk about the quality of Hackney Diamonds, for better, for worse. I'm going to keep you in suspense. Oh, the, the Van Halen camp, the gift that keeps on giving. As a true blue diehard Van Halen fan, I just get tired of it. Even after Eddie Van Halen has passed, we're still getting bickering and fighting among the members of Van Halen. Now, we mentioned again in the past that for some odd reason, the final Van Halen album, which I think is vastly underrated, I think the problem with a different kind of truth was that they released the wrong song first. Tattoo should have never been the lead-off single. It's the worst song on the album. Still a solid and not embarrassing epitaph to Van Halen. 
but you can't find it on the streaming services. This is what we talked about here months back. Why can't we find a different kind of truth on Spotify or any of the other major streaming services? Well, Wolfgang Van Halen has come out and said, of course, told Eddie Trunk, the man, the myth, the legend, that it's David Lee Roth. He said it's basically David Lee Roth doesn't like the album. He's holding up the opportunity to get a different kind of truth back on streaming services. And if that's the case, for shame on David Lee Roth. And I usually try to to stand by him as opposed to Sammy Hagar. Is Sammy Hagar a nicer guy? Probably, but he ain't the nicest guy in the world like he pretends to be. Let's put it that way. I think Sammy Hagar is very, very two-faced. At least with David Lee Roth, you get what you get. Most of it for worse instead of for better. But in this case, for shame on David Lee Roth, if he is indeed the reason why we can't listen to a different kind of truth on the major streaming services, that album deserves to be heard just simply as a way to honor the legacy of Eddie Van Halen. Of course, another band that supplies nonstop drama would be Kiss. We'll take a week off from the drama, kind of, sort of. As Ace Fraley, we know the back and forth. Will Ace Fraley and Peter, Peter Chris be invited to the final Kiss shows in December? And of course... Paul Stanley has come out and said no. I'm sure Gene Simmons feels the same way, which is sad. The bitterness just, it's all coming to an end after decades and decades and decades of rock and roll greatness. How about you smoke the peace pipe, you bury the hatchet, Sorry if I've offended anybody with my Native American analogies. But Ace Fraley's news this week is that his new album, which he sounds very, very proud of, 10,000 Volts, doesn't have a complete and total firm release date yet, but he is targeting February of 2024 for his new album, again, 10,000 Volts from Ace Fraley. And then a follow-up again on another story. We've done a lot of this here in News of the World this week that we talked about a few months back. Guns N' Roses finally debuted The General. This much-talked-about Chinese democracy session song. Supposedly one of the most bombastic 
intense songs that Guns N' Roses have ever done. Ambitious. Well, uh, November the 2nd, last night, they debuted The General for the L.A. crowd at the Hollywood Bowl out on the West Coast. Video is up of The General. Check it out. I plan to. Now, does that mean we're going to review it? No, I'm going to wait for an official studio version of The General before we commit to reviewing it here on the Fortress of Rock. And that is going to do it for segment one. News of the World for November the 3rd, 2023 is over, done, fini. But we have a long, long road ahead of us, including a lot of new music to discuss, birthdays and anniversaries in the Rock and Roll DeLorean, and of course, looking ahead to what we're going to be discussing on future episodes. But for now, take a bathroom break. You got about a minute here as we do a promo, and I'll be right back with Hackney Diamonds by the Rolling Stones. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fortress of Rock podcast with me, the maestro, Kevin Crane. Of course, that was segment one, the news of the world, our tribute to Freddie Mercury and Queen, where we look back at the past week in rock and roll and all the news and all the controversies that you deserve to know about. Next up is the heart of the show, the meat and potatoes breakdown, where we are going to review all the new songs, all the new albums, all the new concert tours, the shows that I've seen personally. Stay tuned for that. Of course, we're now available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, CastBox, Google, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Hang out, kids. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Fortress of Rock here on November the 3rd, 2023, episode 116. I am your host, the maestro Kevin Crane. You are who you are, and it is time for Breakdown. Of course, this segment is our tribute to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. This is where we look at the best in new music. The Rolling Stones' new album, Decades in the Making, Decade and a Half, Hackney Diamonds. Now let's start off looking back at our reviews of the first two singles from Hackney Diamonds. Set a little bit of a a mood here, give you a little bit of backstory. Now, of course, the first single was Angry, which happens to be the lead-off track on Hackney Diamonds. Solid, radio-friendly, catchy, very good lead-off single. 
for Hackney Diamonds. And then, of course, you guys know I went on an epic rant about Sweet Sounds of Heaven. Awful, 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 terrible, overlong, Lady Gaga should be embarrassed with her screeching in the background to a pointless song that is one of the worst rock songs I've ever heard in my life. And I still stick to my guns to this day. Here, what, five, six weeks, four, five weeks after the initial release of the song? Hackney Diamonds would have been so much better without this song on it because I am pleased to announce, number one, that we're going to have very positive reviews this week here in Breakdown. I hate it, hate it, hate it when I have to give you bad news about a major release from a band or a performer that we've been looking forward to. I just hate to tell you a song stinks or an album stinks because we got to find some great rock and roll wherever we can, whenever we can. So the good news is Hackney Diamonds is pretty damn good. I'm a Stones fan. I am not a fanatic. They're not one of my top 20, 30 bands of all time. But they're up there in my list of the the 100 greatest bands of all time, 100 greatest performers of all time, I should say. So let us go through the 12 songs on Hackney Diamonds track by track as we do here on Spotify. The Fortress of Rock. As I mentioned, the first song is Angry. Again, simple, catchy, solid. It sounds like the Stones. It sets kind of a theme, a tone for a lot of the songs on this album. You can't read too much into it, but... There's about four or five songs where Mick Jagger is complaining about a terrible, bad, broken relationship. And at his age, I mean, he's going to have to sing about that kind of stuff. Because what else is he going to sing about? Lipitor and Metabucil? I mean, you just have to take it for what it is, not look too far, too deep into it. And then, of course, the album has a lot of guest stars. But again, except for Lady Gaga and her unbearable screeching presence later on, the guest appearances, while huge names, are very subtle. And if you didn't know they were on these songs, reading the liner notes or reading press releases, you honestly would not know the famous people on some of these songs and get close. The second song features Elton John on piano. Never would have known it otherwise. If I hadn't seen it in the liner notes on my CD. 
great sax solo in here. One of those old school, dirty Rolling Stones guitar riffs from Keith Richard. Get Close is great. Tempo goes down a little bit for song three, depending on you, but it's a, another great song. Slower, very solid, kind of country tinged. And that's another thing I want to point out here at this point, this juncture in the album. Three songs in. Number one, the first three songs that we've talked about, Angry, Get Close, Depending on You, are the three songs that were co-written with producer Andrew Watt, who we talked about in segment one, when he said there's a lot more material left on the cutting room floor that could be put together for another album. But how rare, how rare is it for Mick Jagger and Keith Richards to let somebody else into their writing circle? And of course, the three songs that Andrew Watt contributed to in terms of writing very very good now the other thing i want to bring up as i mentioned depending on you has a little bit of a country tinge to it if you followed the rolling stones throughout their career you know that they have covered almost all the musical genres punk funk r&b disco pop They've done it all. And this album, to a, a minor extent, kind of showcases how they can transition and change between and among all those different genres. Again, that's what makes them so fantastic when you look at them historically. Talking about punk, track four, Bite My Head Off. Got a little bit of a punkish vibe to it. And again, another subtle guest star, Paul McCartney, plays bass on Bite My Head Off. Another solid, great song. And then we move on to track five, Whole Wide World. Again, it's simple, it's catchy little bit little bit of a a poppy dance vibe to it now we get to track six which is my personal favorite on hackney diamonds dreamy skies i know you're thinking how what dreamy skies what what kind of title is that well this is again revisiting their their country abilities has very world weary lyrics mentions Hank Williams and honky tonks. Mick Jagger says he's got to get away from it all. And I'm telling you any of us who have worked or are working humdrum nine to five jobs and are simply hoping for something better, hoping for a rest, hope for a, hoping for a good night's sleep, you've got to listen to Dreamy Skies. It's 
understated. It's fantastic. A ridiculously good, again, possibly country-influenced song here by the Stones. And then we shift in track seven to Mess It Up, where they go to the disco that we heard the Rolling Stones play with in the late 70s and early 80s. Mess It Up is definitely the closest you're going to hear the Stones to getting to a disco song right now at their age. And this is one of the two songs where Charlie Watts, they have that Charlie Watts audio of him playing drums on this track. And then you move on to track eight, Live by the Sword. Again, kind of a more of an old school Rolling Stones song. This is the one where you get again with with old snippets of audio kind of like what the beatles are doing right now with now and then we'll talk about that later but this is the song live by the sword where you get mick jagger ron wood keith richards charlie watts and bill wyman on the same song for the last time with the Rolling Stones. Elton John also again making an appearance you never would have known. So we are eight songs in right now. And this album, Hackney Diamonds, exceeding my expectations by far. Much, much, much better than I could have ever hoped for. Unfortunately, the last third of the album is a little bit of a letdown track nine is driving me too hard it's not bad kind of basic standard middle of the road rolling stones and then of course track 10 we have to have the requisite keith richards on vocals song and some of the stuff he put out when he broke away from the stones for a bit and did his solo stuff was very very good but tell me straight here track 10 on hackney diamonds just really doesn't do it for me kind of an eh dull slower meditation by Keith Richards, and then you know this was coming. Track 11 is Sweet Sounds of Heaven. I am not going to go down that road anymore. You know I hate it. It's too long, and it's awful. And it really ruins Hackney Diamonds in terms of keeping it from being a truly classic album. And then the final song on Hackney Diamonds, I've always said Billy Joel ended his recording career. Let's put it that way. You know, River of Dreams was his final album. 
And he said, I'm retiring from doing the, the pop rock music. He went into classical for a while, still tours, of course, although that's winding down, still, still plays all the hits, but he does not record any new music anymore. But he closed out River of Dreams with famous last words. He knew what he was doing. He knew he was calling it quits. And so I wonder, here as we go to the 12th and final track on Hackney Diamonds, if the Stones aren't doing the same thing. Again, producer Andrew Watts says there's more more stuff out there. Will it ever become an album or will we get archival releases down the road? But Hackney Diamonds closes out with the cover of Muddy Waters Rolling Stone Blues. Now, just taking the song at face value, eh, nothing great, nothing spectacular, but interesting song choice to close out the album. Will Rolling Stone Blues be the final Rolling Stones song? So all that being said, two-thirds of Hackney Diamonds is fantastic. The final third, not so much. So again, I will say this album exceeded my expectations. A very, very hearty recommendation for you to check out the new Rolling Stones album, Hackney Diamonds. Just don't hold the last four songs against me. Let's say the last three. I'm probably being a little too hard on driving me too hard. Let's say the last three songs. Don't hold those three songs against me as I recommend, strongly recommend Hackney Diamonds to you kids out there. All right, let's stay with the classic rock vibe. Let's go with a cover song. I know we don't usually do cover songs here on the Fortress of Rock, but one of my favorite bands putting out a cover song of one of my favorite songs by the doors. Damn Skippy. We're going to review it. The black moods joined by doors, guitarist, Robbie Krieger and female vocalist Diamante. They give us their cover of roadhouse blues and it is solid. It is fun. It is good. And what I hope for by talking about this song, you guys need to get out and listen to the Black Moods. They are not a cover band. They have unbelievable original material. I've talked about it here over the past couple of years here on the Fortress of Rock. One of my favorite newer bands. See them live. But their cover of Roadhouse Blues, very solid, very good. Again, along with Diamante and 
original Doors guitarist Robbie Krieger. David Lee Roth. Of course, we reviewed Mandabala, which I was not over the moon about. But the interesting thing about a lot of these songs that he's been putting out here over the last year or so, couple of years, is that these were all songs that he wrote and performed with John Five, of course now the guitarist for Motley Crue. John Five has been campaigning openly now for years for David Lee Roth to release these songs as an album. Roth has said that they were intended to be part of a a project that was going to be a musical. But I tend to side with John Five here. We've heard enough good stuff from these sessions that we need to get a full album. This is almost in a way similar to what Peter Gabriel has done with IO, except instead of it being over one year, it's been over two or three years. Where David Lee Roth is basically releasing piecemeal this entire project he did with John Five. The latest song released from this project, I believe it was about 15 years ago when John Five and David Lee Roth got together. I'm going to swear. So I, again, I try to keep this podcast clean so you can listen to it with your kids, get them into rock and roll, but I am giving you fair warning, uh, no pun intended, that I have to swear because it's in the title of the song. So the latest from David Lee Roth is The Shit That Killed Elvis. And as opposed to Mandabala, this is what we want from David Lee Roth as a solo act. This is what we expect at this point in his career. Fun, witty, a little bluesy. There are two versions. There's a Technicolor version, which has a little bit more back background percussion and then of course there is an unplugged version where it's just dave and john five but this is a fun song again this is where david lee roth's personality shines when he's able to be the jokester the clown prince of rock and roll Definitely, again, recommend you check out The Shit That Killed Elvis. And then finally, I know I promised Green Day this week. We're going to, I'll explain it at the end of the episode, at the end of this podcast, why I'm holding off on Green Day. But our final review of the week is Jimmy Buffett. Now, the new album, Equal Strain on All Parts, just came out today. And of course, you know, we'll have a full review in a few weeks. We are log jammed when it comes to new albums. So we're going to have to hold off for a couple weeks on Jimmy Buffett and Equal Strain on All Parts. But for now, this will be our final review of the songs, the singles 
from Equal Strain. This is University of Bourbon Street with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Lots of guest stars on all of these songs. You notice that? And the albums with the Rolling Stones and Elton John and Paul McCartney and Lady Gaga and Black Moods with Robbie Krieger, David Lee Roth with John Five, Jimmy Buffett with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band on the University of Bourbon Street. And I'm telling you, I am getting a really great vibe about this final Jimmy Buffett album. Of course, he is struck down by the the music gods right when this album was finalized, prepared for release, and we lose Jimmy Buffett. And everything that I've heard so far off of this album including the title track. I did listen to that today. Again, full album is out now. If you want to stream it, get a head start before I get to review it in a couple weeks. Boy, this sounds like it could be Jimmy Buffett's greatest album, not just his last, but his greatest. And I'm not pretending to be a parrot head, but I've listened to a lot of his albums, a lot of his music, This just really sounds like it could be one of those special moments where he's going to go out on the ultimate high note. The University of Bourbon Street is another fun, fun song. You can tell by the title. Toyfully playing with the idea of getting educated down in New Orleans partying all the time, listening to great music, educated at the University of Bourbon Street. I just, I I can't say anything else other than check this out. Check the album out. Like I said, it's out now. Equal strain on all parts. I'm very, very excited about this album. We just talked about the Rolling Stones coming back with a vengeance with Hackney Diamonds. We could be seeing Jimmy Buffett, his career ending on an unbelievably ridiculous peak, a high note with what is sounding like a a truly great album. So again, positivity, believe it or not, from me, the maestro, positivity all around this week when it comes to the new music from classic bands and acts. Listen to Hackney Diamonds by The Stones, David Lee Roth, The Shit That Killed Elvis, Jimmy Buffett's University of Bourbon Street, and the full album, Equal Strain on All Parts, and The Black Moods with Diamante and Robbie Krieger, Roadhouse Blues. So happy I could just be Mr. Sunshine this week when it comes to new music. But we're only halfway home. Doc Brown's looking at me, kind of smiling, giving me a little golf clap. 
because I, I was so upbeat here in breakdown. He's pointing at the passenger seat in the rock and roll DeLorean. You know what that means. After a quick promo break, he and I will be back into the rock and roll time stream as we discuss birthdays, anniversaries, classic moments in rock history. I want to go back is next on the Fortress of Rock. Give us one minute and we will take you into that time tunnel. All right, now that we've looked at the current state of music in our breakdown segment, it is time to climb into the DeLorean and travel back in time to look back at moments in rock and roll history, birthdays, deaths, anniversaries of song and album releases. It is time for I Want to Go Back, our tribute to Eddie Money. Stay tuned. And as always, we're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, CastBox, Google, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, the Rock and Roll DeLorean is out of the garage here at the Fortress of Rock. We're getting it up to 1.21 gigawatts. We are entering the rock and roll time stream. It is time for I Want to Go Back, our tribute to the late, great Eddie Money, where we look back at anniversaries, birthdays, significant moments in rock and roll history. But first, got to take a couple minutes to take care of business. Taking care of business, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Maybe we should make it a segment within a segment. You have found us somewhere. You know how this goes. Your favorite podcast platform might carry us. I mean, obviously you're listening, so they do carry us. But you have options. You don't pull up to the drive through window, the menu at Taco Bell, and you see a taco, a burrito, and nothing else. You have options. That's what life is about. You can get a gordita. You get a Crunchwrap Supreme. You can get dozens and dozens of different items. And that's kind of how it's going with podcasting. You can find the Fortress of Rock each and every Friday night on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. And of course, Facebook, our Facebook page. Always fun weekends on the Facebook page. We will drop a link later tonight to this episode on the Facebook page. But right now we have our weekend rock project going on. We give you a theme, a word, an idea. You give us your favorite rock and roll songs or albums, depending on what we ask for. Compare and contrast your pick or picks to everybody else out there in the rock and roll community. This week, I know it's probably going to offend some people, but there are a lot, and I mean a lot, 
of great rock and roll songs with guns, bullets, shooting as words in the title. So, don't read into it. Just take it for what it is. We're looking for your favorite rock songs, gun, shoot, bullet, that kind of thing in the title. I double-dipped immediately because there are so many songs out there to choose from. I took the classic ACDC song, Shoot to Thrill, off Back in Black. And then I tried to score double points with Def Leppard's Don't Shoot Shotgun. What have you got? Hit me with your best shot. Whoop, whoop. Oh, no. Oh, no. I just let one slip. Even though Pat Benatar does not perform that song anymore because she's become too touchy and reactionary, just like most of celebrity culture. And then, of course, every Sunday on the Facebook page is New Music Sunday. Last week, I did a double shot face-off edition of New Music Sunday, where I pitted Mandabala against the shit that killed Elvis. Yes, two new songs from David Lee Roth. Asking for your suggestions, your your opinions on which one was better. Not sure yet what we're going to go with this week. But that's what keeps you interested, the suspense, the foreshadowing, the foreboding. What will the maestro pick for New Music Sunday? You'll have to check out the Facebook page to find out. All right. I dragged that on a little bit longer than normal because, unfortunately, I want to go back this week is going to be a little short. Didn't have a lot from what I could find in my research going on on November the 3rd in rock and roll history, but there are still a few significant moments and birthdays. Let's get the birthdays out of the way first. Going back to November the 3rd of 1954, Stuart Goddard was born otherwise known as Adam Ant. Of course, started off as Adam and the Ants. And then, of course, went on to a fairly successful solo career. The two phenomenal, phenomenal songs that we should all know and love from him. Goody Two Shoes and my personal favorite, Desperate But Not Serious. Two great, great songs. Undervalued songs from the 80s. Happy birthday to Adam Ant. November the 3rd, 1948. Lulu. Of course, known most most importantly for her massive hit, To Sir With Love. And then November the 3rd, 1933. The birthday of John Barry who was the composer for the scores for 11 
James Bond movies. Moving on to anniversaries. November the 3rd, 1992. Bon Jovi somehow weathered the grunge storm of the early 90s. One of the few bands from the 80s, one of the few hair metal bands to make it through somewhat unscathed. Of course, they had to take a detour into country music. But November the 3rd, 1992, Keep the Faith was released, the album. Of course, the song Keep the Faith is arguably my personal favorite from Bon Bon Jovi. I love the title track from this album. Keep the Faith is a great, great song. And again, they weathered the storm, the 90s storm. They fought through the grunge. They fought through the emo rock, the screamo rock. Still popular to this day, even though I was subjected to the worst concert I have ever seen in my life from a major band going on at least, what, two and a half, three years ago? Somewhere in there when I saw them. Awful, 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 awful show. All the love, John Bon Jovi. All the love. November the 3rd, 1990. A couple years back from Keep the Faith. Ice Ice Baby from Vanilla Ice becomes the first rap song to hit number one on the U.S. singles chart. Now, I personally can't stand rap music, at least in its current incarnation. But when it, when it tried to be fun, when it wasn't being misogynistic and F this and F that and hating on the cops... Tone Loke comes to mind, very fun rap stuff. And of course, I'll admit it, I like Ice Ice Baby. It's a fun song. Again, one of the few rap songs I can actually listen to and enjoy. And what, Vanilla Ice is now a carpenter refurbishing homes. Got a a hit show, I think on HGTV, I don't know for sure speculating but i'm pretty sure i am on the right track here and good for him he is smart enough to know when to reinvent himself and make it work and make it succeed how about another one hit wonder we'll go back to november the 3rd of 1979 pop 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 music M yeah I know M really really creative name M's pop music was the number one US single on this day in 1979 
going back to November the 3rd, 1972. <laughs> yes, they're a celebrity couple. At least they were. But could this be the most boring celebrity couple of all time? James Taylor and Carly Simon were married on this day in 1972. And then finally here, as I mentioned, wrapping up a very brief, I want to go back, November the 3rd, 1957, one of the greatest early rock and roll songs, no dispute, don't judge the man because of what he did in his personal life remember you have to be able to separate the art from the artist great balls of fire by jerry lee lewis was released on this day in 1957. doc brown's looking at me very happy that this was a short trip as he pulls the rock and roll DeLorean back into the garage. We pull up the drawbridge over the moat, shut down things here in the Fortress of Rock, but not quite yet. Doc Brown wants to, to get ready to watch SmackDown. I'm sticking with you guys. We have got one final segment talking about the new music that we're going to be reviewing and discussing over the coming month or two here on the Fortress of Rock. Wrap It Up is next. One last promo break, and I'll be right back. Stay tuned, kids. Well, we hope you enjoyed our trip back in time, looking back at the anniversaries the classic moments in rock and roll history. But of course, the DeLorean works both ways. So now we have to move forward. The last segment here, as always, on the Fortress of Rock with me, the maestro Kevin Crane. Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, CastBox, Google, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's all about the future. What's coming out here in the next month or two? What songs? What albums? What concert tours? That's why we call it Wrap It Up. Thanks to the fabulous Thunderbirds. Thanks to you for hanging out. Here comes our final segment. All right, everybody. Fourth and final segment here. Friday night, November the 3rd, the Fortress of Rock. Episode 116, I am your host, the maestro Kevin Crane. It is time to wrap it up. Of course, our tribute to the fabulous Thunderbirds. Let's look ahead to some of the great new music that's coming out or has already come out here over the last two, two and a half months of 2023 that we're going to be discussing breaking down, reviewing for you. Now we're finally starting to get a little bit clearer picture of how we're going to structure this. 
We just had so many new albums come out here over the last few weeks. Now that we've got the Rolling Stones out of the way, next week we will review Dawkins' new album, Heaven Comes Down. In two weeks, we will review Jimmy Buffett, his new album, his last album, Equal Strain on All Parts. I can tell you right now, I've listened to major, major chunks of both of those albums, Dokken and Jimmy Buffett. I have a feeling we're going to have some positive reviews coming for both. And then I know three weeks from now, we will have a positive review. If this man lets me down, if this man lets me down, he's already let me down once this year. Jesse James Dupree of Jackal, of course, shifting for the first time in, I think, a decade, if not more than a decade. Jackal's Indianapolis show from Black Friday to Thanksgiving night. Shame on you, Jesse. Shame on you, Jackal. I have tried to, along with my friends, make that an annual tradition to get down on Black Friday to the 8 Second Saloon in Indianapolis and see Jackal. Will not happen this year. I am not going down on Thanksgiving to see Jackal. I'm sorry. I'm a devoted rock fan, but Sometimes it's too much. Next year, we're already planning on possibly making the exception if they continue to do this and shift the show to Thanksgiving night instead of Black Friday. But I digress. Jesse James Dupree, lead singer of Jackal, his solo album, Breathing Fire, will be on the docket here on the Fortress of Rock. That'll be episode 119 in three weeks. Of course, we I've told you, we have got more than enough new music to push us through 2023 into 2024, including holiday music. I always love it when I can find holiday music that we can review when we get closer to Christmas. So, of course, I'm sure we'll have some Mariah Carey. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No Mariah Carey ever, ever, ever on the Fortress of Rock. Mark Tremonti, of course, of Alter Bridge and Creed, ugh has a Christmas album out, so we will probably end up reviewing that for you in December at some point. I've also discovered a lost Christmas rock and roll classic from 15 years ago. I will not tell you what it is. I will surprise you in December, the same episode. When we review Mark Tremonti, that holiday-themed episode I will spring this one on you, and you will love it. Mariah Carey. No, just kidding. Again, just kidding. But we also have got new music from Dirty Honey. 
New album from them. New album from the Struts. Duran Duran, of course, released Dance Macabre. We'll probably get to that at some point. And, of course, Night Ranger with the Contemporary Youth Orchestra. All those potentially on the slate. And, of course, Peter Gabriel's I.O. is coming out. So plenty to review to get us through this year and into the new year. In terms of songs, I told you I was holding off on Green Day. The American Dream is killing me. Want to hold off on that for one more week. Number one, I didn't get enough listens in where I could I could feel like I could give you a fair and honest review. But now they've already released the second single from their upcoming album, Saviors, coinciding with their announcement, which we discussed in the first segment about the official tour dates with Smashing Pumpkins and Rancid. So we're going to do a double shot of Green Day. The American Dream is Killing Me and Look Ma, No Brains. Two new Green Day songs for you next week on the Fortress of Rock. We have also got the first solo song ever from Mick Mars, formerly of Motley Crue, Loyal to the Lie, coming up here in the next week or two. And of course, the final song from the Beatles. Yes, some studio trickery some audio hijinks to make this happen. All four Beatles members do appear, even though two are deceased. All four Beatles members appear on the final Beatles song, Now and Then. We'll have that for you, looking like next week, here on the Fortress of Rock. So that's it. That's a wrap. Done. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Always love talking music and rock and roll with you kids each and every Friday night. Check out the Fortress of Rock. If you don't have a new episode each and every Friday, I've dropped dead. Let's put it that way. Because even if the audience is one or two people, I will still do this because I just love to talk about rock and roll. Greatest, greatest thing in the world. Outside of my daughter. Love you, honey. As always, we sign off each and every Friday night. One last shout out to you, the listeners. Thank you very much. And remember to love the one you're with. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. We will check you out in seven. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye.